What's the connection between fish and healthy eyes? How do we avoid Ayanhara? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 54 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that the greatest blessing is Hashem's ever watchful gaze. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Harissa today. I like to, to begin with the story. One day, Hashem calls upon Avraham with the greatest test of all, to offer up his son Yitzchak as a sacrifice. As painful as it must have been, Avraham girded his loins and made haste to fulfill the will of heaven. He rose early and set out on his journey toward Mount Moriah. On the third day, Avraham lifted his eyes and saw the mountain up ahead. But the journey shouldn't have taken that long. What delayed them three days? It was the machinations of the Satan. He tried every possible way to persuade Avram not to go. And when he finally realized that he could not convince Avram to abort the mission, he transformed himself into a river in front of Avram and Yitzchak and their accompanying lads. When Avram stepped into the river, it reached his knees. He ordered his young men to follow him, and they did so. In the middle of the river, the water reached his neck. Avram raised his eyes heavenward and cried out, Master of the universe, you've chosen me, you've instructed me, you revealed yourself to me. You declared, I am one and you are one, and through you shall my name be made known to the world. You have ordered me, offer Yitzchak as your son, as a sacrifice, and I did not refuse. But now, as I am about to fulfill your command, these waters endanger my life. If either I or my son Yitzchak should drown, who will fulfill your decrees? Who will proclaim your unity? The Holy One, blessed be he, responded, Be assured that through you the unity of my name will be known throughout the world. Thereupon the Holy One, blessed be he, rebuked the source of the water and caused the river to dry up. Once again they stood on dry land. Today's stuff discusses one who vowed to abstain from meat. The rabbis exclude fish from the parameters of the vow, even though, if there's no meat available, fish tends to be a valid substitute. Abaye explains that in this instance, the fellow would not have needed to include fish in his vow because he had sore eyes, and so he would already have been avoiding fish. But then Shmuel notes that fish is actually good medicine for the eyes. Let's look at the Gemara. One who vows that meat is forbidden to him is prohibited to eat all types of meat and is prohibited meat of the head and of the feet and of the windpipe and of the liver and of the heart, although people tended to eat those parts more rarely. And it is prohibited for him to eat meat of birds. However, it is permitted for him to eat of the meat of fish and grasshoppers. What is different about the meat of a bird according to the first opinion that he prohibits it, since it is considered meat, since when the agent fails to find meat, he tends to consult his employer about it? The same should be true of the meat of fish, too. If the agent doesn't find meat, he tends to consult his employer about it, as he says, If I do not find meat, should I bring fish? And therefore, let fish also be forbidden. Abaye said this is referring to a case where his eyes hurt him, as fish are harmful for eyes. If so, he should indeed eat fish, as Shmuel shared a mnemonic, Nun Samach Ein equals Nuna Sama Laenayim, which means fish is medicinal for eyes. That statement applies to the latter stages of an eye infection. Let's analyze the Gemara. Shmuel offers a poetic method to remember the positive health effects of eating fish. The three consecutive Hebrew letters, Nun Samach Ein, may be read Nuna Sama Ein, meaning fish is medicinal for eyes. Shmuel's teaching may be understood on multiple levels. From a basic health perspective, our retinas need two types of omega-3 fatty acids to work right, DHA and EPA. 
which are found in fatty fish such as salmon, tuna, and trout. Omega-3s also protect our eyes from AMD and glaucoma. In addition, low levels of these fatty acids have been linked to dry eyes. While our sages may not have employed the same scientific terminology that we use today, they clearly had knowledge of the health benefits of certain foods. On a deeper level, we have a strong tradition linking fish to protection against Ayin Hara, the evil eye. Our patriarch Yaakov blessed his grandsons, Menashe and Ephraim, let them grow like fish into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Rabbi Yosef Barchanina comments, Just as fish in the sea are covered by water, and the evil eye has no dominion over them, so too the evil eye has no dominion over the offspring of Yosef. There are many reasons offered for visiting a river on Rosh Hashanah to recite Tashlich. One reason is to recall the Mesir Snefesh, the self-sacrifice of Avraham and Yitzchak, as they were delayed by the Satan's river en route to the Akedah at Mount Moriah. Another reason derives from the teaching of Rabbi Yosef Barchanina, that Ayin Hara has no dominion over fish. We visit a river containing fish and pray that the Ayin Hara should likewise have no power over us. The Kisra Shulchan Aruch adds that fish have no eyelids, leaving their eyes always open. In that vein, we pray to God that his eye always be open to our needs. In a certain sense, these three reasons are connected. When we surround and cover ourselves with the water of Torah, we shield ourselves against the forces of impurity that seek to deter us from our mission to fulfill God's will. Rather than the gaze of any eye in horror that might debilitate our actions, we are guided by Hashem's constant gaze. The Chida writes that Shmuel means that the letter Nun itself has a power to protect against eye in horror. He teaches that there are 11 verses in Tanakh corresponding to the 11 spices in the Holy Temple the begin and end with the letter Nun. None of the verses contains the letter Samach, which alludes to the Satan, because the letters Samach and Sin are often interchangeable, and reciting those verses wards off the Ein Har and acts as a shield to deflect the power of the Satan. However we understand the Gemara, it's clear that Torah protects against any bad forces seeking to impede our success on earth. When you find obstacles in your way, take a moment to learn Torah, and that will automatically drive away the Satan from your path. May you always remember that Hashem is guiding you and watching you every step of the way, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.